Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment, episode 236 of Sold with Updike Pew. I'm Jeff Updike. I'm Weston Pew. Today, we thought we'd talk about time to plan for fall landscaping, which I cannot believe we are going to talk about that. It is 103 outside. I, no, hear me out. Hear me out. So, Same the, harsh. The, 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 the thing is, preparing fall is the perfect season of the year to do your planning. So, whether you're doing you know just a small shrub over there or if you're doing new trees or whatever you're doing it is the perfect time of year to plant and so i wanted to bring this up now because really this I, you are best off starting with a landscaping plan that is drawn by a landscaping architect oh 100 on that and that can be your roadmap you doesn't mean you have to do it all one year but you know that's going to take time it's going to take a couple of meetings with that person face to face probably going to take, I don't know, two or three weeks to get your landscaping plan. And that's going to eat into this summer. And so if we were to wait like until October to start talking about this, then we're really kind of screwed. And you know, the interesting thing, you do have a good point because you here in Dallas, you can actually plant and get your yard ready all the way through fall and into winter Absolutely. because we're not so harsh. So you're right. I, yeah. And I think one of the key things is really like sitting down and having a total site analysis mm -hmm. and then from there working that drawing up. And I think that the site analysis can take considerations into side yards, fence lines, mm -hmm. uh, even some of those pesky spots that are in alleys that really don't have anything, but you need to tend to them because in this heat, they can become fire hazards. Yeah, and you, you want to you create a concept. You want to mm -hmm. have that roadmap to what that final final vision of yours is. And one of the really smart things about doing that is, is you've got to set a budget. You've got to know what that's going to cost to do because landscaping, in many cases, if, if you're having people do everything for you, it, it's not inexpensive, but it is one of those investments that the return on dollar is amazing. And without a budget, you are flying blind. Yeah. That is the only way I can describe that. The other thing, too, I thought that was interesting is to plan hardscape mm -hmm. first. Because if you decide that a tree goes here and then suddenly, no, that's where the fire pit goes, yeah. that tree is actually going to become a problem. So these are really important structures. And hardscape can be anything from when we use the Tonga toga mm -hmm. over at Adrian's and mm -hmm. created the really great um, pergo there. They could also be if you were doing a koi pond, but these are elements that are not easily moved once they're set in place. Right, very much so. And you've got to consider uh, sustainability. You really need to get professional advice in terms of what your plant selections are going to be. The, the sustainability part of it is not just about the sustainability of the landscaping you put in, but it's about assisting with the sustainability of the rest of your living space. You know, yeah. do you shade these outdoor areas with landscaping so that you can extend the life to be able to use those in the year? And we have clients that actually like sustainable plants, um, Brian mm -hmm. and Jack, and they actually have worked with landscape architects that allowed their yards to bloom full season, both spring, winter, and fall, mm -hmm. and a little bit in the summer, but also they're really big on sustainability of like uh, ecosystems where they have lots of butterfly and lots of bee plants. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting way that you can go with sustainability. It can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And there are a lot of benefits for doing having a landscape uh, plant uh, or just putting landscaping in. There's the aesthetic effect that you receive as the homeowner of all of that green or all of that flowering uh, or, or the shade of the trees. Um, you know, and 
as I said, that's not a small investment to do all of that, but the return on it is amazing in, in improving your property value, especially when, because when you first put your landscaping in that first year, you know, it doesn't, it's it doesn't, baby. Yeah, it's baby stuff. And it's usually like year two or year three that you actually see it begin to form and come to life. The other thing too that I think a lot of people overlook, they you can get really DIY'd on certain things and there are elements within landscaping that do not need to be DIY'd or they need to mm -hmm. involve a permit mm -hmm. because guess what? There is a portion on a seller's disclosure when you go to resale that property that says that all elements that needed to have permits were pulled. And this can be electrical, this can be plumbing. Be sprinkler. Yeah, so these are times when you, and sprinklers are something that I don't think Dallas likes for you to mess with. I think they Not are very, very specific about a permit that is pulled and it can become a problem for you later on, especially when they decide that you need to go back and retrofit and come up. So. Some of the other benefits of uh, installing that landscaping would be temperature regulation, like we talked about where you've got the shade from trees that's maybe on the western side of your home, it's protecting it there. But uh, you know, one of the things that we have seen a lot of times is homes that back up to commercial entities or homes that back up to busy streets. Landscaping really provides a great sound insulation for you. I would agree with that. I think that there is whether it's creating the soft noise that is from the leaves or it actually is catching some of the traffic noise, it's huge. One of the other things, and Royal Lane is a perfect example, the magnolia trees that were actually planted on the entire perimeter are actually providing privacy. Mm -hmm. And so that's a key element. And privacy provided by vegetation does not happen overnight. We've already talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. That is something that has to be really thought about in the beginning. I think Josh and Joey, we've already talked with them about their new house that they're buying mm -hmm. in McClendon Chisholm. Mm -hmm. One of the key things that they want to do is put some plants in the backyard to create some screening effects. So, And a lot of times the builder plants are not really nice. Mm -mm. I mean, even, I can't remember which one of them walked by and they're like, yeah, that's coming out. <laughs> and the other thing too, I think that we need to be like mindful of is that when we go into Home Depot, Lowe's, Callaway's, all of these places, the plants are great. The refund mm -hmm. policy is amazing. But a lot of times those plants aren't really native to this area and therefore they can't make the entire journey of yeah. a season. Yeah. And therefore you need to work with a professional that says, hey, these Leland cypresses are amazing. They will give you all the border protection you want, but they're going to be 35 feet in diameter. Are you mm -hmm. sure that works for you? Mm -hmm. So really consult a professional horticulturalist, not just someone who draws pictures in circles, but an actual horticulturist will make yep. a difference. Absolutely. And so one of the last things we want to talk about was one of the big maintenance items that you will want to have to help maintain your landscaping is putting a sprinkler system in. It is. And you know what the most interesting thing to me is? Because I did not realize this, but when you plant young native bushes and, tr and trees, the actual sprinkler system that is used to spray or the head that is used to spray the lawn is not what is needed on those young mm -hmm. trees. That they actually need what's called a bubbler, and that bubbler has to go off a lot more often. And so having the system set up properly to begin with can make such a difference. Save money, save time, and really get those plants in and established before it gets too hot. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of other points about the sprinkler system, uh, the efficient watering, uh, many times the city of Dallas has restrictions on the number of days of the week that you can water your residential mm -hmm. property. And you want to make sure that if you're restricted to only watering one or two days a week, that you make the most of that 
watering that you do and make it as efficient as possible. And last, I guess, what we want to point out is because of the soil here in Texas mm -hmm. is so expensive that not only are you actually watering the plants and caring for them, but you're also watering your foundation, mm -hmm. which can have a huge impact on the structural integrity of your house and also make it look nice when it's um, you're inside. Absolutely. So I hope that you found this helpful today. Uh, if there are any other uh, comments that you have on this topic or if there's any other topics that you would like for us to talk about, just reach out. We'll be happy to make that happen. And just remember, we want to be a Realtors for Life. When you're ready to talk real estate, you can reach us online, by phone, or by text at 214-377-2223. And remember, we want to be a Realtors for Life.